Hello everyone, so I have a guest here. So I had a video with Derek May before in my podcast episode. We had collaborations with Christy and Derek and Addison in a video before, but this is the first time where he's showing up to where he has finally moved to New York. Wow, welcome. Wow. First I'm a New Yorker. Off, you're, he's a New Yorker. He's from Boston. Boston. That was the worst Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so can you first introduce yourself to people who don't know you? What's up, everyone? I am Derek from The Handoff. If you haven't watched any of Christine's other videos, you should check them out. I've been in like four, three or four videos at yeah. this point uh, and some of her podcast episodes, but I make videos on design, um, moving to New York from Boston and a bunch <laughs> of other random stuff too around finances and just living life in your 20s. Yeah. And... Speaking of living life in your 20s, I did want to talk about how to actually set your goals. And I did mention this in an Instagram reel on specifically how I do it. And I just wanted to bring in another insight, which is why I brought Derek here. Honestly, this is a very impromptu collaboration. I had this all planned down. I was like, you know what? Just come here. and why, why don't we just make this a little bit more interesting and more fun? All right. So first off, I want to start talking about why are goals important? I know like I, I got to talk about this. Then like I think a goal is not really kind of like a restriction. I don't want it to say it like that. I want they say it more is like what is an evaluation point to say that you're on the right path it doesn't mean that for example you hit 1,000 subscribers that if you didn't hit it it means that like oh my god I failed and whatever it really is more of like okay am I on the right path am I even on that right goal if I have not even been focused on 1,000 subscribers should I be doing something else like maybe should I be getting a promotion at work that's a goal of its own but again if you don't get the promotion I wouldn't really want to beat yourself up to it, it shouldn't be a restriction it should be more of something that you aim towards so can you kind of give me like some kind of idea of like what you would say a goal would be for and why is it important to you i think there's a lot of different types of goals and one of the things that you shared in one of your other videos was this concept of ikigai mm-hmm. where within the realm of kind of personal development and where you want to be in the future there's a lot of different facets of your life that you can set goals around so i think the most common ones are maybe like your professional goals yeah. Where do you want to be with your company? What type of skills do you want to develop? You can also have financial goals, um, making sure that you're financially independent, making sure that you and your family are set up for success from a financial perspective. But I think there's a lot of other things that people don't consider as part of goals as well that mm-hmm. I think round out what it means to be a goal setter, where yeah. you can think about your social goals, how many friends you want to have, building out your network of professional connections, but also people who you can rely on. Um, from a social standpoint, emotional goals, mental health goals, making sure that you're you're more calm, you're more gentle to yourself. These are all things I think you can set goals around, but ultimately I think thinking about where you are right now and also taking a benchmark of where you want to be in the future and trying to establish goals to bring you closer to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think like that actually does lend a way for me to talk about what are the types of goals I like to set. And the reason why I want to mention this is like exactly what he just said. There are some long-term soft goals that help with personal development. It doesn't have to be like how many subscribers you have or maybe you you want to hit six figures by the end of the year, but maybe it could be something as simple as I want to go to a networking event so I can actually open up and be a little bit more comfortable being in a group setting or any corporate setting. That is a goal of its own. It's not measurable like how most people say a goal should be, but it is definitely something you can aim towards. And it is a little bit harder to say like, well, did you actually achieve that goal? Because, well, maybe you don't even know what comfortable feels like. It's just going to be something of a boundary that you have to constantly push, but it doesn't have to be like that. It could just be, do you feel comfortable? 
comfortable and that's it really. It, I think like if anything, I like to do this because it helps you celebrate the little wins. So the other ones I have is measurable goals. Like I know I mentioned this already, but these are like, oh, 1,000 subscribers. I want to hit six figures or maybe that I want to, I don't know, like work out 30 minutes a day or do 10,000 steps a day, something like that. That is something you can definitely say, well, am I even hitting it? It's a little bit easier to understand did you hit it or not. And you can also use this. What I like to do this is actually have them work towards a bigger goal. It's not really the most measurable. Like for example, I want to be a content creator out there recognized by many people. Like how, what does that even mean? Like how can you say that? And I guess you can say one could be, I guess I have 1 million subscribers or that I have 3000 people in the Facebook group. That could be one that all make up a bigger goal. So that's why I really like to be flexible is that the long-term goal, the little bit more softer one where you don't really have numbers or whatnot, that could be a little bit something that you work towards, but I wouldn't beat yourself up to it if you didn't make these measurable goals. At least that's how I would take it. Yeah, I think there's this really good framework that you can look into called the SMART framework, and everyone probably has heard about this at one <laughs> point or another, but I think measurable is one part of it, but ultimately SMART, this acronym stands for specific, so making sure that you're setting goals that are very specific, you don't really have any room for error, measurable, so what Christine just talked about, um, actionable, what steps you're going to take to get there realistic, making sure that you're not shooting for something like that's completely unrealistic. So if I wanted to become Christine, <laughs> I could not become Christine overnight. Um, and then the last bullet point being time bound, so making sure that you're giving yourself some sort of deadline or some sort of time frame to achieve that goal. Yeah, and actually speaking of setting realistic goals, one thing I do want to say is execution is so important. If you say, for example, you want to, I don't know, get married by the end of the year, but you haven't even found a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. That could Vegas, be, you got Vegas. For I mean, you, I guess you can do that, but then you're cutting corners. You really want to see on a bigger picture, like, do you really want to do what you're doing? Like, why is it? I think it's really important to know the why and why is this goal really important to you? But I think like, let's say for example, realistic. Maybe I've never ran before in my life. Like maybe the most I've done is really go to the gym and I don't know, do a treadmill elliptical or go to PE class and they tell me like to take a lap or, or two. But what if I say I want to do marathon next week? That's probably going to be impossible if I don't have any running experience. How do I even know if I can even make that? Like probably I could walk a marathon. I don't even know if I could do that, honestly. But that's why it's really important to know realistic goals. First off, I like to test the waters first, try it out first and see like, okay, how far can I go? Can I actually do it? I don't want to get to the point where I'm like literally dying because I can't breathe or I can't, or like maybe something happened with my complications or whatever, because not everyone is supposed to be running a marathon. Not, not everyone should be able to. But that is something that's really important is to know like where are your limits and work around your limits too. So for example, if you have trauma and where you have preconceived notions about a particular group or activity or something and you need to kind of get over that hump, maybe like going to a networking event is not as easy because maybe you had some trauma about like how people have burned you from like talking to you or maybe they've lied to you or something like that and you're probably like, oh no, now I have to kind of get over that mental emotional hurdle. You need to kind of see what is working for you and make that realistic for you and also see like, like I mentioned, like it doesn't always have to be measurable, it could be soft goals. Maybe it could be something smaller too, for example talk to your doorman or be able to talk to the waiter a lot easier and that could be a little small win that I get and then it will help me with the bigger win. So one example I want to give you about the execution is that I come into my consulting role, I'm kind of curious about you too if you had like any kind of important goals that you wanted to set but you weren't sure how to even approach it. For me, I want to leave a client call or client meeting or whatever. But if you just started out and you've never been in a client situation or you just like don't even know how they're gonna react to like a 22 year old leading the room, how would you even do that? 
But I think it really is like finding out what works for you. And I like, I, I know I've been saying that a lot, but really it was like, okay, the way I like to talk to a big group, let's say 20 people, is that I actually kind of focus on one person at a time. So it's almost like I'm talking to one individual person. So I'm not really focusing at the fact that there's 20 people in the room that is listening to this 22 year old that is potentially talking bullshit. <laughs> but that was something that I was like, that was an example of a goal that I had of actually being with the talk there. But I, tried to do it in a way where the execution was something that worked for me. I wasn't going to be like, how did this other consultant do it? I'm going to do exactly what they did. I did what worked for me. Did you have any particular goals that you set either for work or for personal life that you felt like was impossible? And how did you actually do it yourself? I think chunking it is always like a really good way to make progress towards a goal that mm -hmm. seems kind of infeasible. So for all of you tech nerds out there, for all of you project <laughs> consultants, you think about like agile, like you might have this concept of like an epic or something that's like super, super big that you want to achieve by some sort of date. Either it's imposed to you, uh, imposed on you by some sort of third party or your company says we have to finish this project by this specific date or the client's not going to pay for it or some other reason or whatever. But ultimately, each one of those epics that you're, you're trying to target can be broken down into smaller bite-sized pieces. So in Christine's example, instead of talking to 20 people, put yourself out there in smaller meetings, three or four people, maybe start with one person. For me, I think there might have been a few situations like that where public speaking is one of those things I think everyone starts thinking about, um, especially early on in your career in any sort of corporate environment where you have to be able to get buy-in for the ideas and and, and things that you're trying to, to get other stakeholders or other people in your company to, um, to be on the same page on as well. So I think being able to start small with a smaller audience, people that you might know, and then ultimately upgrading to a larger audience and then, and then doing it in front of the actual audience that you're going to be presenting in front of, I think that's a really good way to achieve it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, just take it step by step, uh, bite-sized pieces, make it a little more manageable instead of taking it all at once. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they feel impatient. They're like, oh, I hate the fact that I can't speak in public. I hate the fact that every time I'm just kind of stuck here and I don't know what to say. And I'm like, oh, I feel embarrassed. Now everyone's looking at me. But you also want to take it slow because if you take it slower, you're not going to get disappointed as much. Hopefully not. And if you take it bite-sized pieces, you I, I don't know why, but I just really, really, really kind of stress out. Embrace the small wins because if you've embraced each of the wins and not the loses, which is why I said embrace the small wins, you don't want to focus on the loses. You want to reflect on those loses first and say like, what happened? What can I do better? And that's why I think it's also a mindset change. For example, you don't want to beat yourself up to it. Maybe say something like, even though I didn't do X, at least I did Y. And then now I can at least do Z. So for example, in this case, even though I couldn't actually get through the agenda, I at least was able to talk to one person and feel comfortable. And this means that I can actually do this for more times and eventually kind of reiterate it and do it at a bigger scale. It's a different mindset, but at least you kind of learn a bit about what you can do and you'll win about it. And like, you'll learn about those wins and say like, oh, I can do this. I can do this, you know, and then keep on going at it. But if you focus on the fact like, oh, but I did not finish the agenda, you're even going to completely ignore the fact that you actually just did that comfortably. So focus on the smaller wins. Don't focus on the small loses, but reflect from those loses and see how you can make it into a bigger win. Did you mean losses? Losses. <laughs> I have another what? really good, great, great example. So um, Christine Ad, her boyfriend, and I went to Lifetime yesterday. And this was a uh, personal fitness goal. It was my first time back in the gym in a year and a half. And after we went swimming, 
Ad and I went to the benches where we benched together. And my goal was to lift two plates. Um, and I have not done that in a few years. But although I did not lift two plates, I still did a plate and a half. So it was all because Ad was able to motivate me. And Aww. when I saw his face when he was spotting me, it just motivated me to lift so much harder because he smiled. <laughs> Bromance. And that made me feel strong. Bromance. See, at least their bromance grew, even though he only did one and a half plates. I don't even know what these plates are. are they like, how much weight is each of them? Whatever. That's it's besides the, the it's point. The plates that you eat on. <laughs> Whatever. It's that's, besides... where that's where your head is. Okay. At. Well, the whole point of this video is not to talk about bromance. I think one other big thing that could help out, and this actually has helped me a lot, is like, for example, in my YouTube career or even in consulting in general, you want to have a lot of people that are kind of on the same page as you. In this case, let's say YouTube. I was on this journey on YouTube. I think almost everyone during the pandemic has tried a little bit of something like a hobby or try something different because of the fact they're bored or whatever. And YouTube was one of them. He started a YouTube channel. I started a YouTube channel. Christy, his, his girlfriend, started a YouTube channel. Other people we know have started a YouTube channel. So I did want to say that like having people that have been on the same page as you are going towards the same goal as you can really help. And we do have these calls. I mean, to be honest, like since the pandemic, since he has moved to New York, we kind of haven't really done it, but we kind of do it when we hang out with each other is these kind of YouTube, small YouTuber sessions where we talk about what we've been working on, what have we learned. And at one point, like there was a point where I was like, oh, I don't even know what should I do with this thumbnail. I would screen share with Christy. And so like, what do you think about this? And she would give me ideas. And it actually got me really motivated. Like, oh, I usually hate doing thumbnails, but this made it really fun because I'm talking to friends or actually in this case, I was actually becoming more friends with Christy because I only knew about Christy through from her being his girlfriend, but I didn't really know anything about her as a person or even like how to be comfortable, but this actually helped me at least, I guess it's really similar to, to how like you were having a better bromance with Addison because of the fact that you were like, oh, I could do one and a half plates, but at least my bromance has grown, whatever. But to the point, uh, it was just like something that has helped me learn and grow throughout this journey because I had people that are around me that actually were doing the same thing as me. I think it's important to kind of stress the fact that you are on your own journey, but it's fine to have people on the same journey to kind of help motivate you or learn from them or whatever, but not all the time. Like for example, lessons that I've learned is not gonna be the same that like other people would have to learn. For example, how Derek is actually struggling to talk on front of cameras. He's still kind of learning that. And I mean, like right now he's honestly fine. I don't know what what's going on, but he's working now. It's working now. Shy. It's working now. But I think it's, <laughs> but for me, I think it really was like anything with graphics and thumbnails. I just sucked at it. Or maybe I just did not really know how to make a video a little bit more interesting than just like a little standard standing, talking headshot, whatever. But everyone's got their own strengths and weaknesses and we're working on each other. And sometimes we provide tips that may work for other people. Maybe it doesn't work for other people, but it's really nice for motivation to really help push through a goal with a group of friends or people that are at least on the same path. So do you have anything similar like that? Like, did you have anything with going to UX or maybe going to YouTube? Cause I know you just talked about your side hustle video link over here yeah I, I mean i think when you're trying to find motivation when you're trying to find a community of people that you uh want to achieve the same goals or you're trying to go in the same direction it's important to find people who are on the same level as you so i think a lot of people end up uh comparing themselves to other people as part of that journey so it's more important that you're trying to find people who are on the same same wavelength you can be able to not only compare your progress, but be able to hold each other accountable. I think mm -hmm. that accountability piece is really important. 
Um, so I think when I first started getting into the industry, there were other people in my class, part of my boot camp that I was going through, that were in the same boat who were trying to transition into the field of UX. And those people were the people that I was able to bounce ideas off of, um, any sort of homework assignments, any sort of like reading or job searching, you would be able to reach out to them for help, ask them how their search is going, ask them for tips, be able to share tips back. So it's really important to find a similar like-minded group of people. Um, I think that's a really good way to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable. Um, I'm also just going to play devil's advocate here real quick. And this whole concept that we're talking about around goals and making sure that you're setting yourself goals, I think it's also equally as important, probably more important, not to only focus on the goal itself, but also develop those habits mm -hmm. and making Build sure systems. that you're, yeah, you're building your system around uh, making sure that you're getting closer to your goals. So even if you don't hit your goal, it's fine because you've made progress. But I think those Atomic Habits, that's really the book that I'm referring to. I've recently got a chance to finish this book by James Clear, and I think it's a really, really good book because I think everyone's really good at planning and spending so much time thinking about where you want to be with your goals because it helps you think about where you could be. But a lot of people, are they, they don't take action. This inaction causes them to not actually get closer to their goal. But in their head, they think they're getting closer to their goal because they spend so much time planning. So as a result, really spend more of your time actually taking action and making sure that you're going in the right direction as opposed to fixating on that goal and, and focusing purely on it. Because if it's more extrinsic, if you're thinking, oh, I want to hit a six-figure salary by the end of the year, if I want to hit a thousand subscribers, that goal is subject to the whim of other people. Yep. Whereas a lot of what you can control, such as I want to improve my skill set, versus I want to put out 20 videos, that's within your control. If mm -hmm. you don't hit that goal, that's your fault, not someone else's. So if you t tie your goal too much to your sense of worth or to your sense of accomplishment, that can really be detrimental. So really being able to step back and think about the direction that you want to head in and whether or not you're making progress, I think is sufficient to goal setting and bring you closer to where you want to be. I think the most relatable in this particular aspect, and I think a lot of people have probably had this issue, is weight loss challenge. <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> so I think a lot of people have probably put on weight during the pandemic, and I de definitely have. Obviously. He definitely... What? He Just definitely kidding. has too, but too. weight loss is one of those things where maybe they're like, oh, I want to look great in a swimsuit so I can attract this certain type of guy or whatever. But really you want to focus... Which guy are you trying to attract? I'm giving an example, but what I'm saying here is that... It really is on setting a system, doing those habits. So for example, maybe one of it could be like drinking eight cups of water a day or going to work out, even if it's 10 minutes. I don't know, at the comfort of your home, you don't even need to go to the gym to do that. So get some kind of habit going on that you're moving your body. And right now I'm literally using my standing desk. So that could be one right there. Like you're not just sitting all the time. You're doing a setup like every 10 minutes a day. So that is one habit that you can set up. And it really is to work towards something that's healthy. Healthier lifestyle could be a good goal, but something saying like dropping 100 pounds in one month, like that is not going to be reasonable. Like that's an example of setting habits is going to definitely set you off on a better track than if you were to set these goals and then once you get discouraged, you're like, okay, I'm going to give up. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not getting to my weight loss goal. I'm just going to stop because clearly this is not working. But if you set these little habits here and there, it will eventually come in the long run, but this would help out a lot better than on your own mental and emotional and physical sanity. 
So that's how we set goals, or at least that's how I mostly set goals. And then I kind of brought Derek in here for a few of the insights, but he definitely brought out a great point about the last part of the Atomic Habits link down below. By the way, if you want to read that book, I personally have not read the book, so I'm going to go pick it up and read it. I have heard of it, but I just never had the time to read it. Well, I know that that's a goal I'm going to set. Okay. That's what I'm going to I'm say. Gonna keep you accountable. <laughs> See, this is why you need friends to help you keep each other accountable. <laughs> All right. So to kind of wrap off the video i wanted to also ask you guys in the comments like let me know about a goal you're working on tell me about like what are you doing about it why does this goal matter to you and then we could help each other work towards this goal so for example mine will be to read atomic habits do you have a goal that you're working on towards right now my goal is to lose 20 pounds over the next year <laughs> next year i thought it was supposed to be soon. well yeah it'll be it's less than 20 pounds but <laughs> you know you know what, what it's like okay you know. But, so before I end this video, do you want to promote your YouTube channel a little bit about what you do? I know like you mentioned in the beginning, but you can kind of do this as a little end off. Sure. So I am Christine's friend and I have a YouTube channel called The Handoff with Derek May, which may be renamed just to my name um, in the near future. But I make videos on design, uh, business, finances, and moving to New York. So check it out if you're interested. Uh, link down below. All right. How many, how many of these videos are we going to expect? Are we going to get these 99 cent pizza? Videos? Maybe. Maybe just like some lifestyle videos here okay. and there. I think most of it is going to be focused on design, but yeah, I might sneak in the occasion occasional 99 cent pizza, <laughs> the subway rats, um, the people shooting Welcome up on the to streets. New York. Welcome to New York. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you guys so much and see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Subscribe to the handoff. Subscribe to Christine.